3: From KQBD Public Radio in San Francisco, I'm Nina Kim. Coming up on Forum, we want to know what podcasts you're listening to. Podcasts exploded in the last year, and they were already growing in popularity before the pandemic. But with so many to choose from, which ones are you telling your friends about or downloading when you're tired of your music library or doing chores? We've also invited a panel of critics and podcasters to give us their topics and some insights on the industry. So join us after this news. This is Forum. I'm Mina Kim. There are so many podcasts on the most popular streaming services like Spotify and iTunes. There are more than 2 million titles to download. So help us choose by telling us what you're listening to these days that you love. What storytelling, true crime or just thought-provoking podcasts, are you binge listening? You can tell us, as always, by calling 866-733-6786. Again, 866-733-6786. You can tell us on Twitter or Facebook at KQBD Forum. You can email us, forum at KQBD.org. And we've also invited a panel of podcast critics to tell us their favorites and let me tell you who they are, Will Williams is with us, Managing Editor at Discover Pods and CEO of Huck House Productions. Will Williams, thanks so much for joining us. Thank you for having me. Also with us is Barry Syke, a creator of Podcasts and Color, a database for podcasts and for people uh, made by people of color. Barry Syke, thanks so much for being with us as well.
4: Thank you for having me. I'm so excited. Thank you. For We're having
3: excited, me. too. And Phoebe Lett <laughs> is with us, a podcast producer for Times Opinion, a contributor of podcast recommendations and reporting at The New York Times. Phoebe Lett also created and moderates The New York Times Podcast Club. Phoebe Lett, really glad to have you on as well.
2: Thank you so much. I'm so glad to be here with Barry and Will. What
3: well, an honor. Yes, I'm honored to be in all of your presences. So, Will Williams, let me start with you. What are, say, three podcasts that are grabbing you these days? So I I
1: have been listening to a lot of different fiction podcasts, a lot of nonfiction as well. Going to start with the fiction, though. I feel like it doesn't quite get the representation a lot of the time that I would mm. like. Uh, so first off, uh, we have Null and Void null and void is a completed series it is uh, a fully contained uh, story in one season it is a fiction podcast that's sort of urban fantasy it sort of blends um, a near future dystopia uh, that is a little bit close to real life um, when it comes to corporatization data privacy and how those things interact there are some strange near magical occurrences with what seems to be a ghost uh discussing ways to bring down this really oppressive corporate structure that has kind of taken over the world again less uh in a less fantastical way than it <laughs> might seem um and it is the story of trying to work against that system while being uh, necessarily within that system. So that's Null and Void.
3: Yeah, um, I should actually yeah. remind listeners that we'll list all recommendations on our show page later today. So uh, so Null Perfect. and Void will be will be up there. <laughs> yeah.
1: well, and that was created by the incredible Cole Burkhart, um, who is a very prolific name in fiction podcasting. Cool. Um, next is Desperado. Uh, so sort of... Up the same alley of blending the fantastical with real life, Desperado follows the three chosen of death gods of different cultures as they go on a road trip to kill a different god. (laughs) So Desperado is halfway between um, American gods and like a ragtag group of misfits trying to find their way in the world and their way within themselves um one thing I love about Desperado is it is told by sort of three competing narrators so we have these three chosen by their um by their death gods and they are telling the story of this road roadtrop and this quest we don't know to whom um and they have a tendency of interrupting each other and saying things like no 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 that is not how that went down and then telling a different version of the same story so it plays with narration a lot it plays with the idea of um an unreliable narrator a lot and it's at times very action-packed there is a lot of great combat which is something i think a lot of people don't think about when they think podcasts Um, But then there's also some really touching, lovely moments with these three characters who you grow to just absolutely adore. So that one is Desperado. My third recommendation, very different from the other two. I have been loving the nonfiction podcast Cast. (laughs) that's A-A-C-K, by the incredible Jamie Loftus. Jamie Loftus uh, in 2020 created both uh, My Year in Mensa and Lolita Podcast, which were two other sort of deep dive uh, nonfiction podcasts that were incredible. And this year she has given us ACCast, which is an investigation of the Kathy comics, um, <laughs> as in the newspaper comics you would see, um, the sort of, you know, woman saying Ack that you would see on a lot of uh, random merchandise in the 90s. In ActCast, Jamie Loftus tries to figure out what made Kathy so popular, who is the person Kathy Geisweit behind this comic, and, and what drove her to create it and create it for as long as she did, and what can we learn about the way feminism changes throughout the years through the lens of Kathy, her contemporaries, the female comic creators who came before her and after her um it is a deep dive into something really niche but also sort of pervasive (laughs) that is way more fascinating than you would ever think
3: yeah that sounds very much like jamie loftus that's great (laughs) those are great recommendations let me go to barry psych next what would you recommend barry psych
4: okay um i feel like (laughs) we just blew that out the water um (laughs) But my three would be um, starting with the Fred show waiting by the phone. It's a podcast that's under 10 minutes. Um, mm. And to me, that's a sweet spot. Yeah. And it's part of a radio show. Um, it's a, you know, like a segment in a radio show, but it's basically like I was ghosted. Can you call this person and ask them why they ghosted me? And every story is like, a surprise you don't understand like well what did happen if this person didn't see it what if the other person you know see and then the other person's like yeah no they should have seen this you I don't know why they're calling me so it's like a funny thing and I find it's easy to send to people and get people to send to you like I do with a few friends that will send each other episodes like listen to this and then like you know react to it in our text or whatever so nice. um that's one and then I would say my second would be Okay, now listen. It's a bi weekly podcast um, because we need different podcasts. Everything can't be published every week um, <laughs> with Scotty Beam and Sylvia obel And they talk about what this is on their minds. It's a Netflix podcast, so they connect it to Netflix shows in different ways. But the conversations they have um, are really special to me. And it just feels like something I don't hear a lot. It reminds me of when I started listening to the read of just like finding people that I identify with but don't know personally. Um, and then And lastly, I'm going to say uh, Miha podcast, Mm. and this is because they're published in four different languages. So they cover an immigrant story for every season. Um, And it comes in for, as I said, four different languages. I believe it's English, Spanish, French, and Chinese. I'm not sure about the Chinese. I believe it's Chinese. Um, and it's basically to me, that one's expanding my mind on like the global world of podcasts and not just podcasts in English and not just telling the stories that I identify with, but other stories of immigrant stories and things that I need to know about. Um, so I like that part of um, their podcast. I went back to them, Will. I'm sorry.
3: <laughs> <laughs> no, no, I love that. That's so great. I, I love learning about these. And well, let me go to you, Phoebe Blett. What are the ones that are on your radar? Okay, so the ones that have not been mentioned yet (laughs) because uh, Will and Barry
2: did a very good job of naming excellent shows and I second all of those recommendations. Um, So I have been thinking a lot about unhoused and homeless people and how I can better understand the people who are experiencing um, insecurity in their housing Mm -hmm. and the best podcast for this is called we the unhoused and the host is theo henderson who is an unhoused man in la but their most recent episode actually was about san francisco and um features interviews with other unhoused people and it's um actually what i believe podcasting is the whole point of podcasting like you know it's fascinating to watch all these big players with all their millions and billions of dollars come into podcasting but what i love is they have just as much of a platform as this um this wonderful man dio who is unhoused and brings the stories of actual unhoused people to light and the, the politics behind it, whether it's, um, you know, a a particular vote that's coming up or, um, something that's happening in a very small niche part of Chinatown, LA, like you just end up being completely submerged in his experience and the experience of all of the, um, unhoused people he's interviewing. And so it ends up being just like far better reporting on unhoused, Mm. um, people than any any news organization I've seen. Um, so that's not necessarily a new one, but I just, especially, you know, watching both what's happening in my city, New York, and what's happening over in California. I, I think this is sort of a nationwide problem that we all should care about. And We the Unhoused is a great place to start for that. Um, one thing I'm really excited about that's coming back for its second season is back issue. Um, that is a podcast hosted by Tracy Clayton and Josh Gwynn. and Tracy Clayton. I could listen to her, just read the phone book. Like (laughs) she, she, she can do no wrong to my mind. And, um, her on anything is just fun and fascinating, but like what's even more fun is this show back issue basically takes moments in pop culture moments or people in pop culture and, uh, blows it up basically they'll they'll look into it they'll do interviews and so this season is coming back they're going to do like a whole Whitney Houston episode I'm very excited about so I'm trying to get everybody into into back issue um and then the third one. So I was going to go with ACK cast because I just want to talk about how, like, how does Jamie Loftus manage to take
3: show <laughs> subjects? Sorry. I, no, I, no. <laughs> you, you're absolutely right. I have no idea. And actually Phoebe let I'm going to have you tell us your third one right after the break. Cause we're coming up on a break right now, but uh, I think we will play a little bit of the ACK cast theme music for anybody who would just like to hear it. And we're talking with Phoebe Let Barry psych and Will Williams about their favorite podcasts. And we're hearing about your favorite podcasts and taking your recommendations or questions about them. So stay with us. We'll have more after the break. I'm Mina Kim. This is Forum. I'm Mina Kim. We're talking podcasts because they're booming, but it's hard work to choose among the millions of titles now available on streaming services. So Phoebe Lett, podcast producer for Times Opinion and a contributor of podcast recommendations and reporting for The New York Times is with us. Barry Syke, creator of Podcasts in Color, and Will Williams, managing editor, managing editor at Discover Pods are all with us to tell us their recommendations for favorite podcasts and navigate the podcast landscape. And you are telling us as well what podcasts you're listening to or feel free if you're looking for something and want a recommendation to call us at 866-733-6786. Again, 866-733-6786. You can also get in touch on Twitter or Facebook at KQED Forum or email your questions to forum at kqed.org or your recommendations forum at kqed.org org and Phoebe, that just before the break you were about to tell us your third recommendation though feel free if you wanted to say more about jamie loftus and how prolific she's been
2: in producing podcasts i i truly could uh give a ted talk right now about my love for jamie loftus but i think we should we should hold off just so that <laughs> other people get a spotlight and so yes with with bated breath we've all been waiting for my third recommendation um i like will am pretty much obsessed with audio drama or fiction podcasts. I think a lot of people um, who are just casual podcast listeners have favorite interviewers and and nonfiction. And I don't know that they necessarily realize that you can really have a a movie in your ears with fiction podcasts. And there's a lot of cool ones. Um, Just one that I'll mention really briefly is dark air with rain Wilson, uh, the Dwight from the office. He's starring as a very very goofy, um, radio host with, uh, of it's, it's a, it's a mystery. It's, it's a bit of the, um, crypto it, it's got a lot of creepy stuff going on in it, but, um, event Nicole Brown is in that. And it's, it's very fun and goofy dark air, but the fiction podcast I really want to recommend is culture verse. Cultureverse. It is like a universe but of culture and it's hosted by Kelly Marie Tran um, who was also an an incredible star of the fiction podcast Passenger List and she was also of Star Wars fame. Um, And basically every episode is narrated and hosted by her so she kind of serves as our Rod Sterling bringing us into um, the Cultureverse and in each episode you get the play act, you get the acted stories that bring you into different myths from different cultures. So, the first episode is um, a, a modern story, but interacting with the Jamaican folktale of the rolling calf. Um, another episode includes like El Cholito de la Suerte in uh, from Hidalgo. There's like a water dragon, Chinese zodiac, and Basically, they're little anthologies that are taking you into a twilight zone of um, little cultural stories that are really full of magic and full of all of the myths and mysticism of um, all these different cultures, Vietnamese culture, Celtic cultures, gods, and culture verse. And I've been really loving it because I, I love fiction just for my, just for my pleasure, but I also love a fiction that kind of teaches me something new.
3: Yeah, and I'm loving hearing about these fiction podcasts, because I have to admit, I don't get a chance to listen to a lot of podcasts. And, and it's just nice to know how much there is on offer in the fiction space. Let me see who our listeners, uh, which podcasts our listeners are recommending. And also, let me again remind you that we'll list the recommendations on our show page later today. Susan in Oakland, what are you listening to?
5: Hi. Um, yeah, I, I uh, have a podcast actually myself. It's called The Awakening Educator, and it's me and uh, Megan Sweet. And we've been talking with educators all over the world about, particularly during quarantine, during uh, the pandemic, and looking at best practices in education and really thinking deeply about how to create uh, equitable education and be bring joy and creativity into our education spaces Um up and down the board. So it's been an exciting venture, and I feel really proud of the content, and I listen to it myself. So really hearing the stories of educators um, from around the world. And then as you're talking about audio dramas and thinking about education, my son, who is entering his senior year at Oakland School for the Arts, has been creating his own page and um, looking at movies and film, and they have audio dramas on YouTube, The Little Schemers, called Tales from Quarantine and watching them as young artists having this really accessible format of bringing their voice and creativity to the world. And it's been exciting both as a parent and just watching the content. So cool. um, Thanks, Susan. Yeah. So hopefully if there's educators out there, check out the Awakening Educator. I think there's lots of really powerful stories from around the world about growing educational practices from, from policy to the classroom to students.
3: All right. Well, thanks for that. And let me go next to Sarah in Pomona. Hi, Sarah. Hello. Hi. What are you listening to? So I listen to a podcast called That's
6: Spooky. It's hosted by Tyler Hyde and Johnny Can, And they cover everything from true crime to alien encounters to cryptids to uh, ghost encounters, uh, they cover just really a wide variety of things considered spooky. Uh, they're incredibly funny and insightful. And what I like about their true crime episodes is that they take a lot of time to do a lot of research, and they're really victim-focused as opposed to a lot of true crime podcasts. I feel tend to glorify the killers and give them a lot of time, whereas. Uh, That's spooky when they cover true crime stuff. They really pay attention to the victims and like their legacy as opposed to just being sort of the footnote in a, you know, in a serial killer's, you know, repertoire.
3: Oh, wow. That's a really Uh, great point, Sarah. Thank you for recommending that. That's spooky. Aguila tweets. Okay, great. And Aguila tweets, Hidden Brain Podcast. It expands my thinking. I learn about assumptions and am challenged in a positive way. Jameson writes, dissect, it's a serialized podcast that does long form musical analysis. It looks at a single album over a whole season and analyzes it song by song. The seasons on My Beautiful Dark Twisted Fantasy and To Pimp a Butterfly were both incredible. Well, William says, I was listening to Susan talk about creating the podcast. One of the things that I was wanting to do is really take a moment to appreciate how much work goes into making a good podcast, I do feel like this has been something that's been kind of (laughs) underappreciated.
1: Absolutely. I completely agree. There is this concept that podcasts are easy to make. Um, It actually reminds me quite a lot of early YouTube when people thought like, oh, you just get behind a camera and talk and then you're famous and you have millions of dollars. Um, That was not true for YouTube. And it is not true for podcasting. Um, when podcasts are talked about in the industry, people think that they have a low barrier to entry and alongside podcasts being, you know, purportedly easy to make. Um, I also don't necessarily think that they have a low barrier to entry. Um, Phoebe was talking about, uh, unhoused people and podcasting. And I actually think that for a lot of unhoused people, um, podcasting is not something that would be necessarily accessible to them. And I think that when people say that there is a low barrier to entry, they're forgetting that you have to have a computer or a phone or, you know, an editing software or an app that does that, which are all things that a lot of people still don't have access to. So Assuming that you have access to those things, you then have to take time repeatedly. You have to schedule, you have to record, you have to edit, and a lot of audio editing software is not intuitive. It can be very difficult to learn. Um, there are also tons of different pieces of software out there, so you have to find out which one is best for you. You have to find which mic is best for you, and then you have to, you know, edit, record. You have to publish. You have to put it on a podcast host. You have to usually do all of the marketing and advertising yourself. Podcasting is a job for a lot of us, whether or not we're profiting off of it. Mm. Um, It's a lot of work. um, And it's almost always, unless you go in with pre-existing funding, a labor of love. Um, I think that podcasts are a medium that get written off so easily because they are new media, because they are still, you know, more accessible than creating a feature length film for a lot of people. Um, But they are an art form. They are something that to make something great, take a lot of time, energy, and oftentimes money.
3: Very psych. You give a lot of advice to people to help make their podcast that they've labored, they've worked so hard on stand out. what what do you tell them makes a podcast stand out? makes a really good podcast?
4: I first, try to tell people they want to like what they're doing. I think that sometimes in adulthood or in life, people can just push you to just keep going into things you don't like or just doing things because you do it well in some way. So I try to first say like, people connect to people that like things. So when you don't like something, you can hear a lot of feedback that's like, oh, they sound bored. Oh, it sounds, they don't like those kind of things. Um, so I try to first start there, like make sure you're working on something you like. Um, and then I tell people, because how I got into podcasting was being a fan of it, um, is kind of look at it from the fan side. Like, well, what is a fan going to get out of that? How does a fan connect to it or find it? Um, and I find those kind of conversations kind of bring it back to, okay, I made this thing and I want it to be huge, but you're right. I need to come back to the one-on-one of like, how would I connect my own content and how can I help
3: it in thinking about it that way? That's a really great point. Um, we've got full phone lines. Let me go to Larry in Malibu next. Hi, Larry. What would you like to hey, recommend? Great.
7: Uh, hey, um, there's a podcast i listen listened to now for over a year called Joker men, plural men, And it's like deep dive on the music of Bob Dylan, but it's not the music we all know and love from Bob Dylan. It's kind of the mid-career to current Bob Dylan. And um, it's these two young guys. They're 20-somethings. One's in San Francisco. One's in Brooklyn, who by all rights should not know any of this stuff, but they do, and they know it really well. And they get great guests, and it's super fun. So Joker Men, which is a play on a Dylan song called Joker Man, but there's two of these guys, so they make a plural.
3: Larry, I think you just underscored Barry's point in terms of you have to really enjoy what you are talking about, <laughs> and yeah, I loved his energy. Yeah, describing I, the pod, <laughs> and in addition to that, uh, Phoebe, let why do niche things work so well? Like when you think about Jamie Loftus, what Larry is describing reminds me of this. Oh yes. Oh yes. This is
2: this is the beauty of podcasting to me, is um, because it is a less expensive art form than film or television, you're actually able to make choices like you know, when iHeartMedia gave Jamie Loftus a podcast about Lolita. In this last year, and you know that's a it's, would be a risk to put a lot of uh, a production value into, but because it's something that you know is pandemic proof, we can do it from our closets as we all are right now. Um, it it actually allows for any particular uh, interest of yours. If if you are an expert or if you're just really fascinated in it, you can both make that podcast or find that podcast. And so, um, what I like my, I, I honestly think it's made my brain mashed potatoes, but my niche in particular is improv comedy podcasts, but like, This particular podcast that I'm about to say, it's called Hey Riddle Riddle. And it's really great podcasters doing very bad improv. And that is so very niche and so very few people (laughs) on paper would want to listen to 200 episodes of improvisers doing improv based off of the very bad riddles that exist out in the world. But it I'm telling you, it actually is making me want to write a piece on the the case for paying your podcasters, which is these this is exactly it scratches the exact itch that I particularly have that no one else, my partner especially does not want to hear it. But you I am able to find total like f- friendship in a parasocial way and and delight from these people for making their very niche thing. And so that's what I love most about podcasts is. Um, when you, when you actually zero in the more general your podcast is the actually it's, it's not as good. I mean, some people are able to do it, but a general podcast isn't as interesting as one that's laser focused on a particular niche. And cause you end up nerding out yourself and with your audience. And so yeah. that's like what I love about this medium.
3: Well, Chris writes the most refreshing podcast of these last few years of topsy-turvy. I have two go-tos on being with Krista Tippett and Kelly Corrigan Wonders, both grounded and thoughtful, but coming from different perspectives. They inspire me and give me hope during these difficult transitional times. Suzanne writes, I have listened to every episode of Ear Hustle and can't recommend it more strongly as it demonstrates our collective humanity in prison, home cooking with Samin Nosrat and Rishikesh Hirway. I'm so sad that this was a temporary show to get us through COVID. It is a sort of cooking show and can definitely a lighthearted comedic delight. Just listening to Samin laugh can cure me of my coronavirus blues and his jokes are so bad. They go right around to good. Uh, Let me go next to caller Imran in Los Angeles. Hi, Imran.
8: Oh, hey. Uh, Hi, everybody. Uh, Good morning. Uh, Thanks for uh, doing this and having this discussion. Um, And shout out to all three of them because I follow them on Twitter. And podcast criticism is really great, and I love doing that. So I collect them for – I started a startup called Great Pods. So we collect – uh, like Rotten Tomatoes for podcasting. So just shout out to three of them because I love their, their work. Nice. Um, the, rec- the recommendation that I have uh, specifically this week, because everybody has a lot of great recommendations and we listen to a lot of podcasts, but this week this limited podcast uh, that got on my radar on Twitter was Blind Landing, uh, and that's about the 2000 Summer Olympics. It's very topical because we're all talking about gymnastics right now. In, uh, uh, right now. And so uh, that one is five episodes. It's less than 30 minutes each. Uh, super compelling. Are you who's like the publisher who uh, created this. Uh, he has some public radio background uh, with his producing and his interviewing skills, and it's super amazing. I binged it in the car uh, two days in a row. Uh, it was amazing. Uh, and he has a great like lesson at the very end in episode five. I don't want to give it away, uh, but he has like a great wrap up at the very end of mm. perspective. Cool. So uh, I definitely recommend Blind Landing.
3: Imran, thanks. Blind Landing. sake, like, How do you find podcasts? What are your sources to find them?
1: Um, I feel like I'm
4: open to anything like people give me, you know, because I talk about podcasts, people would tell me about them. Um, so I usually source like lately it's usually Twitter. Um, I'll source or ask people what they're listening to or what they're liking. Usually I'm asking what they're liking because it's kind of like um, the previous person that described the podcast that he liked, the one about Bob Dylan. Like, I want that kind of excitement. Like, if you'll talk to me about a podcast like that, I'll go listen to a couple of episodes just on the excitement of that alone. Um, So that's what I try to do is like the person to person, like, tell me what you're liking because I'll go figure out how to like that too.
3: (laughs) Yeah, that's such a great like measure. Well, Williams, is it still a lot of word of mouth because I feel like that's been how I found them, too.
1: Yeah, it's absolutely a lot of word of mouth still. I think that this is still one of the best ways to advertise your podcast is a lot of podcasters spend a call to action in their show by saying, you know, uh, support us on Patreon or donate a- donate to us here. Um, I think that a very underused call to action for podcasters is could you tell one friend about our podcast if you think that they'd really like it? Um, Because that's usually such a direct and efficient way of marketing a podcast to somebody who ultimately probably will listen and then probably will also tell one friend. It's a great little chain reaction. Um, I have a bit of a a shameless plug here in that Discover Pods, which is the site that I am the managing editor for, we try to uh, write critical analysis and reviews of great podcasts that otherwise are um, difficult to discover. So, you know, discover pods we hope to help you discover some <laughs> that's pods. right that's right
3: thank you and uh, we'll go into the break listening to the uh, theme music from hello from the magic tavern which is an improvised comedy podcast maybe a little bit alluding to what phoebe let talked about earlier we'll have more after the break talking with you about your favorite podcast and hearing from our guests about theirs 866-733-6786 is the number stay with us you're listening to forum i'm mina kim Coming up Monday on Forum, the painful legacy of boarding schools for Native American children. Last month, Interior Secretary Deb Holland launched an investigation of the so-called Cultural Assimilation Program that removed tens of thousands of Indigenous children from their families in the 19th and 20th centuries. We'll talk about how that dark chapter touched California. To listen to past shows and subscribe to our podcast, visit kqed.org slash forum. And for the latest updates on our programs and guests, find us on Facebook and follow us on Twitter. We're at KQED Forum. Welcome back to Forum, I'm Mina Kim. We're hearing about your favorite podcasts and taking your recommendations. And we'll list those recommendations on our show page later today. We're talking with Will Williams, their managing editor at Discover Pod, CEO of Hug House Productions. Barry Sight, creator of Podcasts in Color, a database for podcasts made by people of color. Phoebe Lett, podcast producer for Times Opinion, a contributor of podcast recommendations and reporting for The New York Times. Also created and moderates The New York Times Podcast Club, I should mention. 866-733-6786 is the number to call with your recommendations. 866-733-6786. You can also get in touch on Twitter or Facebook at KQED Forum or email your questions to forum at kqed.org. Let me go to Eric in San Francisco. Hi, Eric.
10: Hi, Nina. Thanks for, <clears throat> thanks for taking my call. Sure. Uh, so I had a recommendation for a podcast. It's uh, called The Vanishing of Harry Pace, and it's a new one by Radiolab. It's a mini, mini- series podcast, and... Uh, I'm a little biased cause I'm actually in the podcast. <laughs> um, and it's about, it's actually about my great grandfather who we found out about his, his, uh, his history in 2007. He was actually, um, he had the first African American record label in America. And he also went on to be a part of the Hansberry versus Lee case that, uh, helped these, uh, desegregate a neighborhood in Chicago in oh, the 30s, uh, wow. And so, um, Radio Lab found out about the story, and they did a, a very interesting podcast on it. And I think everybody should check it out.
3: Wow, Eric, that's incredible! What's it been like for you to hear your great grandfather's story on a podcast?
10: Um, it's been amazing because we found out about it um, about thirteen or fourteen years ago, and it's just been my dream to have people uh, know about him hmm. because it it wasn't just a great like revelation for us, but I think it's a it's a great revelation for America. In american history so it's a beautiful thing
3: well thanks thanks for sharing at the vanishing of harry pace um randall tweets working in news the past year has been a lot. I found Smart Less last July, and it has helped me escape from the far more serious topics for about an hour each week. Heidi writes, I've been listening to the 10% Happier podcast with Dan Harris. Lots of scientific research on happiness. It has definitely made me a more positive person in this challenging time. Highly recommend. Uh, And David writes, can your guests recommend some pretty good apps, both free and for pay? I have an iPhone and Apple's app is pretty bad. Oh, that's interesting. Uh, Phoebe, do you have any thoughts on this?
2: Oh, my God. I'm sure the three of us could go on and on about it. I know Barry has (laughs) a favorite that is different from mine. Um, But yes, this is a question after my own heart, because I feel like people just accept Apple podcast app on their phone and then get frustrated and then stop listening. And that's so silly to me. Um, So I do not use Apple podcasts at all. What I do use is a combination of one app called Pocket Casts, Mm -hmm. which has in my in my mind, the most uh, visually satisfying screen. So um, Pocket Casts, it's free now. It didn't used to be. And it just recently got purchased. So who knows what's going to happen to it. Um, but for now, Pocket Casts. And then the other one I recommend is Stitcher um, because they have playlists that you can create for yourself. So I'm able to make my news listening in the morning. So it's all the news I listen to. And then also all of the silly, dumb, goofy improv I listen to in the evening. So it helps me time box my podcast listening.
3: Very psych. What about you?
2: Um I
4: listen to I use a lot of different podcast apps. Um, but I would say outside of course Apple Podcasts which I feel is like the entry app like once you know you want more you can go somewhere else um, there's Spotify. I don't use that. I was using it a month ago. I got my podcast off of it, but it is a good place, um, to listen. I like that. It keeps your spot. So like, if you went back a year later, like, did I check out this podcast? It can, you know, you can see if you were listening or not. Um, and so that's to me also a good place to to me, like Apple and Spotify are the 101s um, where you go in. Pocket Cast is like when you're ready. <laughs> I love Pocket Cast, um, mm-hmm. of course. And then there's Stitcher. And then I would say Overcast um, are the other ones that I would say to look into and are easy. I like a list format on new episodes that pop up for the day. Um, so to be able to just scroll, you know, title and podcast and Overcast does that really well. So yeah. Mm. Um, those are the ones that I
3: would say. Well, Williams, if you have different ones, feel free to add. But I am curious what you think about how the major players, Spotify and Apple, that Barry was bringing up, launching paid podcast subscriptions. Like, do you think that will have a big effect on the industry? Or how do you think it will affect the industry?
1: That is a great question. Um, in as much as apps, I also just use Spotify and Pocket Casts. Love Pocket Casts. Um, when, it comes to, when it comes to these uh, paid podcasts, um, I know. I don't think it will have a big big effect on the industry. Um, The reason I say that is because it, I believe, has been very difficult to monetize podcasts in a traditional way where you pay upfront for media that you are then going to consume. This is, I mean, clearly we have this model in as much as like going to see a movie or reading a book. Um, But for podcasts, because they were free first, trying to uh, market them as paid off the get-go is very difficult. We have seen this with other startups um, who have tried to follow this model, uh, namely Luminary, which launched with a huge slate of original podcasts that you could only access through paying for the app itself. Some of these had like really big creators behind them. Um, I'm thinking of specifically a a spinoff of The Bright Sessions, which is one of the most famous and beloved fiction podcasts. Um, There was a spinoff of two of the beloved characters in college on Luminary that you could only access by paying for the app. Um, But to my knowledge, uh, Luminary has been pretty shaky. I do not know many people who have paid for the service. I can see this working for people who would otherwise use Patreon, um, which is a sort of crowdfunded model for, you know, a subscription-based contribution. Um, some people do have bonus episodes or bonus podcast feed via Patreon. So I can see that working for some people with very, very, very dedicated fan bases if they are doing a sort of spinoff on you know, on Spotify or on Apple, et cetera, et cetera. Um, Otherwise, we've seen this attempt several times and it has yet to affect the industry in a very substantial way. So Hmm. we'll see, we'll see.
3: Well, Jerry writes. Oh yeah, yeah, go ahead, Barry. I was
4: just gonna say, I think that, oh, I- dislike the conversation in a way almost because people make it seem like it's going to be what the industry is and I just think it's another segment of the industry and we need to accept it as that just like with tv or youtube or things like there's going to be people that are able to do things other people aren't able to do or monetize it in a different way so I'm like it's going to be a thing it's just not going to ever be the biggest thing but Mm -hmm. a lot of people are doing it and our money is being made that way.
3: Well, thanks. Yeah, thanks for that point. Let me go to some more calls coming in. Demetrius, join us. Hi, Demetrius.
6: Hi, how are you doing? Good morning.
3: Great. What What would you like to recommend?
6: Uh, the podcast that I wanted to talk about was The Nine Club. Uh, it's a podcast uh, about skating. Uh, I really enjoy it just because it's skaters supporting skaters at the end of the day, and that's something that they really talk about a lot. Um, it's skaters that have been ex-pros and they just simply talk about what's going on as far as the skating industry, whether it's shoes that are coming out, uh, whether it's the Olympics that just happened, right. whether it's um, people that just turned pro, maybe new decks that came out. Uh, maybe if they could talk about the issue with the fake Supreme stores that were, uh, I can't remember what country they're in, but they shut them down. So they just talk about topics in skating, and I really enjoy it because it's just skaters supporting skaters at the end of the day. And they really emphasize that, and I really appreciate all the people that are on there. Uh, I want to shout out the hosts, Chris, uh, Jerron, uh, Eldie, Stezus, Kelly Hart, and Raj, because they all work so hard on the podcast, and Uh it just shows – through the
3: podcast Uh, The, the nine club i like it thanks demetrius appreciate the recommendation have a good one you too let me go to barbara in san francisco hi barbara hi good morning how are you well what do you want to recommend
9: i would like to recommend a podcast that is starting its fourth year it's called first date stories it's a it's about women Telling their stories about dating in their 30s, their 40s, and beyond, the stories are entertaining. They're insightful. They're informative. They're educational. They're inspirational. Jody Klein started this. She is amazing. She's actually coming out with a book in the next few weeks, and I, I just highly recommend listening to her podcast. First, and, and then, yeah, do you have another date, one? Stories.
3: Cool. First date stories. Got it. Thanks, Barbara. Let me go to Jan in South San Francisco. Hi, Jan.
7: Good morning. Thanks for having me on. Uh, My favorite podcast is uh, On Our Watch. I guess it's an NPR production and... uh, what I find remarkable about that is it just gave us a uh, really good insight into uh previously unreleased uh police interrogations and uh, information and uh it for example, I think it was like on a bart shooting um, it yeah. gave us an insight actual uh testimony from the officers themselves and uh the most incredible thing about that whole show was uh, I think it just showed us that uh, what the police uh, released to the public and what actually happened as far as uh, testimony from the officers was completely different. And it just gave us a good eye into, I think, how a lot of the police departments say. Uh, mismanaged a lot of uh, cases, and, um, you know, that had really a lot of unintended consequences, and just every episode was just incredibly riveting. It was just example after example of uh, just, I think, just gross mismanagement, and it also showed just the, the amount of hard work that, uh, you know, NPR, I believe, KQED, that they did just to get these previously unreleased uh records and just really show us the public what actually happens is, is in this in these interrogations and how um you know members of the public uh their testimony has really no weight and it's really it's it's mm. the officer's word that counts uh heavily and that's really disadvantaged a lot of people.
3: Yeah. So just
7: Thank remarkable you. remarkable series. Well, um, I think
3: that's the best summary and, and endorsement that I could possibly give of On Our Watch, but you're absolutely right, it's both an NPR and a KQED production. And if I may take a moment just to really encourage people to check out all of KQED's podcast offerings because they're super amazing. But yes, On Our Watch was one that... Um, we also featured on, on Forum with my colleagues Zuki Lewis, Alex Emsley, and Sandia Dirk. So, Jan, thanks for, for that. I think you had one more recommendation you said, really? Yeah,
7: quick. just one last one. Uh, I'm a big automotive enthusiast, and there's this podcast I really enjoy listening to. It's called uh, The Smoking Tire by Matt Farah. And uh, what's really neat about that is uh, you get to... Hear a lot of uh, automotive personalities, you know, like race car drivers, <laughs> people in the industry, and then of course really nice uh, reviews about automobiles or what's going on in the automotive industry or racing and enthusiast world. And uh, it's a really enjoyable, entertaining podcast to listen to. So I mean, if you're into that kind of stuff, uh, you know, it's definitely worth uh, you know checking out. I think it, uh, yeah,
3: it's, yeah, uh, cool, a lot of fun
7: to listen to. So, the
3: smoking um, tire for, for auto enthusiasts. I love it. Chris has one yeah, right the now smoking for bird. tire
9: podcast. Yes. <laughs> yeah.
3: We've got listener Chris writing in with one for bird watchers. Chris writes, as people bird watch, there are great podcasts to listen to while driving to and from birding or during dark winter evenings when you're stuck indoors. A half moon bay ornithologist has started a podcast called life list which promises to be very interesting and bird watchers digest has a bunch of interesting podcasts jerry writes the podcast i listen to lately is this week in virology It is hosted by a professor of virology at Columbia University. He brings together a constantly changing group of scientists and experts in the field to discuss all the latest virus research, CDC announcements, medical treatments, etc. So very valuable in these pandemic times. Oh, yeah. And also with the changing news coming from the CDC. Linda writes, I want to recommend Major Pain. It's an interview podcast that features different people who have and continue to experience long-term illnesses that they are coping with it's not morbid or sad the individuals are frequently young and struggling but living their full lives to the best of their ability you know it's interesting will williams we heard a range of people talking about podcasts to escape and also podcasts that are keeping them really thinking about and connected with the times right? including the information that they need in terms of virology and i'm wondering um if you could just quickly tell us what you think the podcast what, what the pandemic did with regard to podcasts in terms of the effect that they had. I know that there's been a lot of talk about how they helped or how the po- pandemic even helped or hurt the creative process. And I, I'm curious where you land quickly on that.
1: Absolutely. Um, it's been a very strange time um, in in podcasts and, you know, also in general. Um, I would say that w- what I've seen is at the very beginning of the pandemic, um, A ton of people uh, being newly alone in home, needing to connect socially um, and needing a bit of structure, launched podcasts. A lot of them, you know, with their friends, doing them via Zoom. Um, It's a good way to have basically an excuse to talk to your friend for an hour a week. Um, But then as the pandemic went on and we, you know, went well past the expected two weeks quarantine time, um, I, at least from my perspective, saw a bit of a slowdown. And especially in the fiction space, I saw people giving a lot more time to let ideas sort of germinate, Hmm. um, be a bit more meticulous, you know, realize that they have more time on their hands and they could make something quickly but this is also a really good time to steep with their concept and really flesh it out. So, I've seen production get really fast and quick and more saturated and then slow down quite a bit. I am very excited to see what comes of the podcasts that have been planned and considered or considered very deeply during hmm. during the pandemic.
3: Yeah, that makes me think of quickly, Barry, Psych, if there's something that you're seeing in the podcast space that's really exciting to you, like new places that it's going or experimenting with?
4: Yes, um, with, of course, COVID and sharing podcasts. I've been looking at. QR codes and like, you know, being that every restaurant is using them now Um, and how podcasts could be maybe using those on their social media to be shared. Like if you're with a friend, you know, just go to my Instagram and do this. So I've seen a few podcasts playing with it, but I'm interested in how podcast sharing will change with COVID and we're not touching each other's phones. And, you know, we're a little distance and how might we do those type of things.
3: Interesting. Let me go and see if I can get one last recommendation. I'll squeeze in Margaret from Oakland. Hi, Margaret. Hi, how are you? Great. What's your rec? So my
5: recommendation is the podcast called The Franklin Family. Um, it's basically a little bit of insight on Franklin University, Switzerland, which is one of the oldest American institutions of higher education in Europe, and actually the first established in Switzerland. So it offers some advice on what you can do with your degree um, from Franklin, but just from university in general, a little wow. bit of what it's like to study abroad in Switzerland. So it's a really interesting podcast and a really intimate conversation-based podcast as well.
3: That's so interesting. So so what to do post-graduation, I guess, and, and advice and insight into that. All right, Phoebe let we've got 15 seconds. Tell me why. <laughs> Tell me one reason why people should be listening to podcasts.
2: Because you can do it while you're doing almost anything else. You do not need to look at a screen. You can go into foreign worlds and other, uh, totally other people's brains while washing the dishes and cleaning
3: your house. Well, thank you so much for the recommendations you gave today. Really appreciate it. And I also want to thank Barry Syke, creator of Podcasts in Color, and Will Williams, managing editor at Discover Pods and CEO of Hug House Productions. Phoebe Lett, of course, is also a podcast producer for the New York times thanks to our listeners for their recommendations as well and of course we will list all recommendations on our show page later today i also want to thank caroline smith and jennifer eng for producing today's segment and to tell you that forum is also produced by susan Britton, tina lauerberg ariana prail blanca torres grace one our acting senior editors judy campbell our engineers are danny bringer Katie McMurrin and Brendan Willard. Our interns are Kimia Akbari and Jennifer Eng. Our executive editor is Ethan Tobin Lindsay, and our chief content officer is Holly Kernan. Have a great weekend. I'm Mina Kim.
9: Funds for the production of Forum are provided by the members of KQED Public Radio and the Germanicos Foundation and the Generosity Foundation.